0: You've already been tempted to sin today numerous times. While everyone is tempted, particular people are more prone to certain temptations than others. While you can't avoid being tempted, you can fight against this pull. It's time to go the second mile in overcoming temptation. Temptation. This is Travis Agnew, and thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him the second mile. Plenty of people follow Jesus just enough on the first mile, but Jesus isn't someone you want to follow from a distance. You don't want to do discipleship halfway. That's why going the second mile is so important. And on this 43rd episode of the Second Mile Podcast, I want to talk to you about how to overcome temptation. Uh, which is obviously something that all of us need to do. But um, when we think through that every single person is tempted and that there are going to be certain things that we can each fall into, we realize this, that um, all Christians, all believers, all followers of Jesus know that temptation is real. We struggle with it. Uh, We get frustrated with it. Uh, We wish it would go away. uh, But yet we also succumb to it from time to time. So why is that? Well, uh, the difference between first-milers and second-milers here is this. First-milers get frustrated with temptation. Um, they, They get frustrated with it, they, they feel bad about it. They feel guilty about it. They could get frustrated that temptation keeps coming their way. That's what first milers do. But second milers, instead of just getting frustrated, second milers fight their temptation. They decide if it's going to be there, uh, I'm going to actually go to work uh, and, and, and fight against this temptation and not allow myself just to succumb to it every single time just to give in because the fight is difficult. And the thing is, is that temptation is different than sin, and we have to make sure that we understand that. So if it was a sin to eat a Krispy Kreme donut, for example, okay, which some might say it is, I would say that they're wrong and they need to get their priorities straight. But let's just say that if Krispy Kreme donuts, uh, were eating those were sin, right? Well, if you drive by because you have to on work, you have to drive by the Krispy Kreme um, yeah, store, and it, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you drive by, the lights, you know, uh, come on that say that they're hot and ready and whatnot. Like at that point, you haven't. Sinned in that moment. You've been tempted. That's not your fault. Now you may need to think about driving somewhere else, right? Uh, but just because you have to drive by or you you walk down uh, in your office and go down the hallway um, throughout the office building, and then all of a sudden someone has them there on their desk, like you you're not tempted. I mean, you you haven't sinned yet. You've been tempted. But this is where I want you to understand the difference between sin and temptation. Temptation you can't always um, avoid. Um, sometimes there gonna be certain things that come to you, looking for you, uh, go by uh, your glance, sort of pass through your mind, uh, whatever it is, something can hit you. Uh, It could be something that, you know what, you see this thing that you really would love to have. It might be a a car or something that drives by that you've always wanted. And that moment, you haven't sinned. But what I always think through is that a lot of times sin is not the first glance, but it's the second glance, or maybe it's what we call the linger. It's the, um, you, you can't, uh, avoid always being um, confronted with the Krispy Kreme donut sign. But at the point where you say, you know what, I'm going to drive by again and circle around the area or go inside or take a bite, that's where sin takes place. But temptation is, is a different thing. Temptation is coming up to you almost and really trying to get you to succumb to it. So in some ways, you can be tempted today and not sin. So you can have this even struggle and tension, and you see something that you go, you know what, I know that's off limits, but man, that looks good. And then all of a sudden what you do is you say, but I'm not going there. The temptation isn't the sin. Uh, it's when you disobey. It's when you go through it. It's that second glance. It's that linger. It's that taking um, of something that you know is forbidden. And so when we think through it, if, if first mothers they get frustrated that temptation happens and they feel guilty Second milers are going to be the ones that actually fight about it. They're going to get into the battle. They're going to put on the full armor of God and say, I don't have to succumb to every single thing that goes my way. Now, if you're like me, maybe you've had moments of success and moments of frustration, uh, and there have been certain things that you've seen um, help in. But what I want to teach you today is something real simple is that if you look through the scripture, uh, and there's a real helpful, I think, paradigm for you to think through uh, of how you can overcome temptation. And while scripture gives numerous ways to overcome temptation i believe that first corinthians chapter 10 verses 12 through 13 provides some of the most practical steps and i want to study them together so in first corinthians chapter 10 verses 12 through 13 giving us some of the most practical steps of how you can overcome temptation it says this let him who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall so let me just stop there for a second he says So if you think that you're good here, if you think that you're good, be careful because normally those are the people who think they're impervious to sin are the ones who actually will fall. Then verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you but what is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you were able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also so that you may be able to endure it. And so in these two verses, there's a lot of great things that it it really shares, but um, I want to give you just a a little... um, way to process through of some things that you can see through these verses to help you overcome temptation and whatever the temptation may be, it really doesn't matter which one it is. Uh, but just the fact that it's there, this is some ways that you can fight it. So number one is this, remember that pride is deceiving. Pride is deceiving. Um, as a believer, as a human, as a person who's struggling on this earth, never assume that you are beyond temptation and disaster. In verse 12, it says, Let him who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Saying this, don't assume you are beyond falling. Don't assume that you have somehow reached the status of holiness, that you have reached this stage in life, that you have you know had success in this area for the last you know, two months, and so therefore you're impervious to sin. Pride is very, very deceiving. And the moment that you begin to assume that you are beyond temptation and disaster is the moment that you are ready for a big fall. I mean, even Proverbs 16, 18 says pride comes before uh, the, the destruction, right, and the haughty spirit before a fall. And so we don't want to be prideful to think that would never happen to me. And this is very uh, uh, important for you to remember, but a lot of times people will see someone uh, struggling in sin, struggling in temptation, and they'll almost turn their nose up to them and say, gosh, you know, I can't believe you struggle with that, right? Like I would never get myself in that situation that this person has. Be very, very careful because normally those are just last words of someone else who's about to succumb to temptation anyway because they have their blinders on. So number one, pride is deceiving. Number two, temptation is common. So temptation is is common. And this is important for you to even as you as you think through, right? That you are particularly tempted, but not uniquely tempted. And what I mean by that is there are certain things that are you're more prone to. A lot of times I love to take that great line from a hymn: uh, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. I think we're all prone to wander, but I think we are prone to wander in different ways. So I think that your temptation that you struggle with, if you were to take the top one to three temptations, there are specific ones that really plague you. But I'll also say this, you're not the only person in the world that's ever struggled with that temptation. In fact, that's what verse 13 says, no temptation has, overtaken you, but what is common to man. And so in that, you find help and accountability with those who can identify with you. You're not the only person who's ever struggled with this. You're not going to be the only person who struggles with this. And so find help and strength through others. The number three thing is this. Remember that God is faithful. It says in, in verse 13 that God is faithful. Um, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, right? So even though Satan is tempting you and you are considering uh, really going through that temptation and, and acting on it and sinning, disobeying, even though Satan is tempting you and you're considering, God is faithfully willing to help you succeed. What's beautiful about those verses is, is it doesn't say that our Victory over temptation is going to be because we are faithful. No, it says because we have hope to have victory because God is faithful. He is the one who's there with us. And so I think what it's reminding us is that when when temptation comes our way, we should not assume that somehow we are on our own, right? That all of a sudden we are left to our own vices and good luck and we're, we're out there on our own and there's no hope for us. No, God is saying, in those moments, don't disregard me. Don't act like I don't care. Don't act like I'm, I'm not near Realize this, I am faithful. I am right there with you. And then number four, temptation is limited. Temptation is limited. He says, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. So with the power of God dwelling inside of you, temptation's power is never too strong outside of you. And this is a beautiful thing to remember, right? That all of a sudden, all the things that you, you realize that if, if God's faithful and that temptation is limited, there is no temptation that is so strong that I cannot um, I cannot r- remove myself from, that I cannot walk away from with the power of God uh, inside of me. And this is so important because sometimes there are people who say, well, the temptation was just too strong and I and I couldn't say no. And I want to say, you could have said no because you have the power of God, you have the word of God, you have the spirit of God you get got the people of God around you, and so temptation is always limited, and so there's never a temptation so strong that you are unable to walk away. And so when that temptation comes, it helps us remember this important fact, right, that no matter what takes place, we are never tempted beyond our ability. God is going to provide a way of escape, even in some of those darkest and deepest uh, moments of temptation, you can fight. Now, number five is is also important for us to remember. Escape is possible. So in every moment of temptation, God has prom- promised to provide a feasible way of escape he, he says in verse 13 that with the temptation, God will provide a way of escape also so that you may be able to endure it. So every time you get to a place in your life where temptation comes up, there is an escape route somewhere else. And so whenever, uh, as I've worked on church staffs, and sometimes we'll look through uh, different maps and configurations when there's a new um, campus addition or renovation or whatnot, you have to go back to the drawing board sometimes and make sure that you have updated fire escape uh, routes, right? And so I, I love that concept because when you go through it, you're putting up all all these different escape routes and you're saying, okay, if you're in this room, this is the fastest way to get to safety if the fires start to rage. Well, what God has promised in his word is that the next time that the singes of temptation come your way, he's always going to provide an escape route. There is a path out of there. And sometimes sometimes I believe you've seen it. There's been a moment of temptation. You thought you were on your own, and then all of a sudden, there's just this. seems like, wow, there was a way out. There was a, a help. There was someone who came my way. There was someone who called me. There was a reminder of God's faithfulness. There was a verse that popped in my head. Whatever it was, but there was some kind of moment of temptation. And God provided a feasible way of escape, and I believe that he promises to do that. And then number six, this is the beautiful promise, is that you can endure. Temptation is a lifelong battle, so keep your eyes open to the obedient path over a lifetime. He says you can endure through this. You can endure through temptation. Yep, you're going to have times where you struggle. Yep, you're going to have times where you feel like you've messed up. And sure, you're gonna have days that you feel like, man, I just can't even get my act together. That's gonna to happen. But over time, are you seeing that progress in these disobedient areas in your life, where over time you're really starting to see this this movement that you're starting to see uh, just a change and improvement. And honestly, this wonderful word uh, that we really need to um, appropriate to our discipleship, you're starting to see progress. That you know what, it doesn't mean that you don't struggle or that you don't ever mess up, but that you are making progress. We know that God is not tempted by evil, uh, and he d- doesn't tempt anyone, is what James 1, 13, and says. And so in these verses, as we remember what 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, 13 says, you're not going to be tempted, you're not going to be on your own where you, there's no hope for you know uh, finding success. No, there will always be a way out. But so it helps us remember that pride is deceiving. Be careful there. Uh, no, realize it could happen to you. Number two, temptation is common. The stuff that I'm struggling with today, other people are struggling as well. Number three, God is faithful. He's not going to leave me in those moments. No matter how many times I've ever left Him, He won't leave me. Number four, temptation is limited. It does not have mastery over me. It does not, when it comes, it does not mean that I have to succumb to its desires. Number five, escape is possible. God is faithful in those moments, always to show an escape route to help me find a way out when temptation comes. And number six, I can endure, and you can endure too, too, that over the long haul as you continue to follow Jesus, there's going to be a path where you can walk with him. So if we know God's not tempted by evil, and we believe that he himself, he does not tempt anyone else, we are thankful and we have get in our mind that God is for our good. God will test us, but the goal of a test is that you pass, not that you fail. Satan will tempt. So there are things in our life where God will test to see our faith, but he's never going to tempt to see us fall. That's what Satan does. And so God has promised every time we are tempted that he provides a way of escape. And Jesus, this is beautiful for us to remember, he has suffered through temptation. Hebrews 2.18 tells us that, that as as he came as a man, he has suffered through every single temptation, yet he is able to come to our aid since he has been tempted like us, yet he never sinned, is what's said in the uh, Hebrews chapter four, verse 15. What an inc- cr- incredible thing to know is that when we pray, when we go to him for strength, it's not like he is so distant and removed from it. He knows exactly what that feels like, but he knows what victory feels like during temptation. When Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, he was praying this, God, would you sound the alarm when temptation is near? And I believe that's a great prayer for us as well. So we we need to ask God to do is, as we pray, say, God, lead us not into temptation. Keep our eyes open. Help us stay alert. Remind us that we often fall into the very sin that we hate, as is mentioned in Romans 7, uh, 19. Cause us to acknowledge the sin that so easily ensnares us in Hebrews 12.1. Awaken us to the reality of an enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour us in 1 Peter 5.8. You can overcome temptation, but don't do it on your own. Seek the strength that God provides. I hope to see you on the second mile.